In the early years of gaming for me, I have been a big fan of RPG games. That was until I came across a shareware version of a little first person shooter called Wolfenstein 3D. In this episode of Punzer's Gaming Decks, we'll look at the history of first person shooters. Some would say that Wolfenstein 3D or Doom or even Duke Nukem 3D were the very first first-person shooter games ever created. However, all those are wrong. The very first first-person shooter was a game called Maze War, a simple black-and-white puzzle game in 1974 where you walked around a maze finding avatars shaped like eyeballs and shooting them for points, followed by another game called Spasm, which was a slow space game in first-person view. Both were recreated as arcade games. In 1980, another game was created called Battlezone, a green and black vector graphics game in which you shot everything in sight for points. And in 1987, PC users started getting into the first-person view with a game called Midi Maze, where you went around killing goofy, happy, murderous, smiley faces. It was later ported to the Game Boy and renamed Faceball 2000 in 1991. Now, as I said in my intro, my first introduction to first-person shooters was also the game credited for bringing the FPS genre to the mainstream of gaming, and that was Wolfenstein 3D, created by id Software. In this game, you played a person tasked with going through Castle Wolfenstein, going from floor to floor, fending off Nazis and guard dogs to get to Hitler and Mega Hitler. This game was released first as a shareware title where you get the first episode of the game for free as a playable demo. Often found in old BBS systems as a free download that if you wanted to play the full game, you had to pay for the full version by sending in the mail the order form and the amount for it. The next big FPS game to come out was also the first multiplayer FPS game to be made, and that was Doom. Yet another one of id Software's greatest achievements back then, Doom was a vast improvement from the first successful FPS, Wolfenstein 3D. Doom gave the player more to do, and over a vast 3D levels, but the most important was it was the first FPS game to allow multiplayer on the internet or on a local area network. Now, with ID's success of Doom, there were bound to be a bunch of copycats, or Doom clones, to come and go. But two companies had made successful Doom clones that, that had been known. The first was Bungie, which recreated Marathon, which was released for the Mac users and had a series of two or more sequels to come out. And now, years later, Bungie is known for games such as Halo and Destiny. The next big successful Doom clone was in 1993 with 3D Realms Duke Nukem 3D, the third Duke Nukem game. The first two being platformers, Duke Nukem 3D gave players fast-paced action and memorable lines and great gameplay and in-depth levels far beyond those that came out before it. It was so beloved that it was ported to several consoles as well as even given different add-ons you could buy as well for it and a sequel 15 years after it was released. However, let's just say the sequel was less than be to be expected. For the next few years, Duke Nukem 3D dominated the FPS realm of gaming until 1996 when ID Software released their next big FPS game, Quake. A game with better level design and frantic play, but what got players really excited 
which was focused on the multiplayer feature that made it big. I can remember playing this game back in my college years, hooking up to the network and holding four-player free-for-alls. In 1997, first-person shooters really got big in consoles with yet another multiplayer hit, GoldenEye 007 on the Nintendo 64. At the time this game was released, the consoles that were out didn't have any FPS games out yet or even ports out of them. So when Golden Knight came out, it was a big deal, and it also allowed four players to go against each other using four controllers. One year later, in 1998, Valve entered the first-person realm with Half-Life, with a well-written story and solo play. However, one year Epic came out with Unreal Tournament, followed by ID's third installment to Quake, Quake 3 Multiplayer, which brought no multiplayer capabilities to Quake series. In 2002, with the first generation of Xboxes out, Microsoft then bought Bungie and helped them big the next big franchise, Halo. The Halo franchise upped the ante for SPS gamers and console gamers as well. Halo had a great story along with great free-floating gameplay and great enemy AI as well, but what made it better was that it allowed you to use the analog sticks on the controller as well, plus it had the best multiplayer aspects at the time with the third installment in the franchise being still noted as one of the best of all time. The genre was getting more and more titles from developers, but in 2002, a GameCube game that changed things once again, and that was Metroid Prime. Here you played the, pro the protagonist from the earlier game, Samus, but this time you played her in first person. In 2007, one game franchise added a sequel that set the bar once again, and that was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare upped the ante by changing the whole concept of multiplayer with customizable perks and leveling. However, it was the game that also upped the ante for Twitch streamers and YouTubers alike. The genre stood strong, and then again developers upped the ante with Bungie creating yet another hit franchise, Destiny, which created a subgenre for FPS games, and that was the first-person MMO, a game that was entirely community-driven and allowed you to play and help with other players all over the world, and soon other developers realized that this was a new way to go with games as well. Soon Bungie released yet another sequel for their biggest hit, Destiny Cult Destiny 2, along with adding DLCs to continue the story. Until Destiny and Destiny 2 came along, most FPS games had an ending or were used as multiplayer arenas, but Destiny and Destiny 2 were very open world, and that even after playing the main storyline all the way through, you could continue playing for hours to come. The FPS genre is one of my favorite game genres over the years, as it keeps getting better and better games. And with the addition of services like Xbox Live and PlayStation Network allowing me to play with others all over the world, it keeps making me excited for what is next. What are your thoughts on first-person shooters? Let me know in the comments down below. This is Paul saying peace out and stay frosty.